One thing I like about them high school girls. <laughs> oh, that's how we start get talking. older and they stay the same age. That is a quote. Right. That is a quote right. from a movie right yeah. there. That is the quote. It's not Joe, okay? No. Oh, but that's a great way to start this off. I couldn't have pushed right. that button at, the, at a better time, I must say. Right. No. But uh, we're gonna, we, we wanted to start by saying, all right, all right, all right. And... Uh, that's because <laughs> that's because we got uh, we got we got to thinking about how uh, we've been hearing some rumors, and again, I don't know how true this is. I really have not fact checked any of this, and have never talked to Matthew McConaughey in my life. But rumor has it this dude might run for governor of the state of Texas. Oh yeah, I heard that, and yeah. I, I've really been hearing the rumors fly. You know, and he has been making the rounds. You know, you kind of tell he's kind of testing the waters, maybe. Yeah. And uh, I also heard a rumor one time that. You know, he played the the congas, the congas and the bongos, uh, like at his beach house with no clothes on, stoned. You know, and I don't think you ever denied it. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. Either way, dude, it don't make me think any less of the guy. You know? Yeah, all right, hell. Same damn thing, right? Good. Nah. Free uh, country. What do you think, man? What do you think, Levi? I th- I, you know, I'd be open to it. You know, I know that Matthew McConaughey, he leans a little left on a few issues that I've heard of, you know. Uh, I know that he's probably, we, you know, his stance on gun rights would probably kind of turn me off a little bit. But at this point, you know, and I was, I was talking to somebody about this just the other day, and at this point, what you're going to get in Texas is either another Abbott, another term of Abbott, or the really the only other option is to swing the pendulum the, the other way and you'll get yourself, a, you know, someone like a Beto O'Rourke, you know, or something like that. And I think that Matthew McConaughey, like you were saying earlier, he's a, he's he's a good old boy. I know that he's not, you know, he's certainly not the wokest liberal out there, you know. Even if he does, even if he is a little liberal, uh, but I think that he might be a good candidate for right now because, like we've talked about it before, Texas right now is is purple. It is straight up a purple state. It is pretty much half blue, half red. You know, I mean, and all you have to do is go look at the results from this last election to prove it. You know, uh, Trump only won Texas by like, what, one, two percent, something like that. It was real slim. And so right now, while Texas is such a purple state, might not be such a bad idea to have a purple governor. You know, there, so, that, that's that's what I was thinking about it. Okay, you got a guy here. I don't know. I hadn't heard nothing about it hardly, except the fact I heard the rumor he was running. Uh, it, it's time. It's time to pull the best out of both parties. Open up an independent party that does that. That pulls the good out of the left and the good out of the right. And, and uses that to help the people. Right. Screw the bad. Get rid of it. You know, if it, it, you know, it's like the politicians. It's, it's like the president of the United States. He's been in governing for 40-something years. And then comes in, all them old-timers in there. Trump comes in for three years, and they want to blame all the problems on Trump. Yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. Y'all been there for half your damn lives. Here's a man that came in for three years, but everything's his fault. Take the best out of both parties. I'll tell you, ask me, and, ask and, me, and run with it. Ask me what I think about Matthew McConaughey's po- actual policies, though. Yeah, what do you think about them? 
I don't give a shit. <laughs> he would be a lot cooler if he did, dude. Yeah. That's what I think. Now, uh, I think well, that he's... All right, uh, all right, all yeah, right. all of it, man. I, I think the same thing. I'm probably on page with Levi. I'm on both of y'all, really. I think I, I, I really have a hard time disagreeing. I think he is somewhat of what we need. You know, because as much... If, if you are somebody who leans to one side heavy, which we all do lean to one side, whether it's heavy or, or light, right? I think that you have to look at it like this, is that you're not right about everything. Some things are just your perspective, and other people are not wrong about things that, that, that you think well, they're wrong about. You, you know, think, it's just a perspective thing. Everything is just someone's perspective. Exactly. But that's why I think this. You need someone who's going to... You need people, because it's obvious now that policy is secondary to personality when it comes to being a political figure today. Because people don't get, people are going to live, and the world is so big, and there's so many people, that policy-wise, it really has to be driven by community levels. I mean, like right now, the mask mandate. They, you can't make 300 million people wear a mask. You know what I mean? I mean, that's yep. going to be community to community. Even if you have a mandate federally, people, all, not everyone's going to follow it. It's too hard. But right. from a popularity standpoint, a cohesiveness, like a president or a governor, it's just a face. You know, and someone like Matthew McConaughey, I think, would be a good one. And the other thing Levi and I have talked about on this show before is I think it's a trend. You're going to see a lot more, like, celebrities and stuff. I think we'd mentioned, like, The Rock and stuff running for po- political office. Matthew McConaughey, I think he might be an example of that. Yep. And I think he would probably have a very good chance of winning. And I could not imagine. I think what would happen is Abbott's not very popular anyways. Right. I think I think Beto O'Rourke probably gives Abbott a pretty good run for his money. I bet you, we'd all be surprised. Oh, yeah. you know. And I think Matthew McConaughey could come in and steal from... from I think he would beat Abbott and I think he would steal a lot of popularity from, from well, Beto O'Rourke. What I hadn't and, heard is Beto O'Rourke fixing to run for Texas. Oh, I'm sure Senator he will. He's def- yeah, he ran for Senate. Was it Senator he ran for? And he yes, lost. against Ted Cruz, yes, I believe. Yes, he yeah. lost against Ted Cruz. So, yeah, I think it's probably pretty realistic to think that Beto O'Rourke will uh, at least, he'll at least be a candidate, I think, for uh, Yeah, and he's the government. one that says, yeah, we are coming for your gun. Well, but you have to remember, though, when you actually go and listen, go listen to Beto O'Rourke when he's, in, when he's saying this stuff. And you have to remember that even the right-wing media will take clips of stuff and they will put it into bad context and then he just it looks like he just said something but it's not exactly how he that he always says things so though i don't agree well, they with they do that to everybody I, I know they do i know they do it to trump but but both sides do that the mainstream media does that to make they want to they they sensationalize everything right. to the max because they want more ratings and money but I'm not saying I agree with Beto, and I don't think I'd vote for him. I wouldn't, as a matter of fact. From what I know about him, I wouldn't. But I would vote for Matthew McConaughey. But I also don't really like Abbott, either. I don't think right. Abbott's a great governor. I really don't. I mean, I just... I think he does some good things. He was he had an interview about the border the other day. Yeah. And, and actually, we're about to tie into this segment. But, um, yeah, go ahead, Joe. You have a thought. I just want one thing to say. I would vote if, if I wanted to vote. I would vote for him because, for the simple fact that because what we have going right now, both left and right, is not working. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it, too. There's that's the, it, too. That's the it's, simple it's, fact. It's, okay? it's less about Abbott 
and Beto. It's more right. about the platforms that they stand it's upon. More, yes. That's exactly right. No, I agree. What we have left and right, both parties know neither one of them are working. But there's got to be something else to where the people are involved. The people. See, that's what all these politicians, they forget they work for us. You know? They, they, or they don't care that they work for us. Well, we you obviously know. work for them because they just gave us a paycheck. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, I guess. Well, no, some they're going to do. They're going to continue giving them paychecks as long as people are depending on them to give them that paycheck. Because the more people suck up to their butt, the more the government's going to give them because they control are, you. Then, well, I think I think all of this stuff. You know, this is a whole nother segment and and, and a whole yeah, other conversation. Yeah, yeah. But I do I do hear, I do hear that, and I think it does tie back to the fact that like, you know, we are going through a, a real reshape of of a system here. There, right. you cannot deny that anymore. I think even you know Dan Bongino is a guy for Fox News. Right. Whom I respect, I think he's actually one of the good pundits out there, and he's he's right wing. You know, I'm not saying, but I think he does. I think he's a good at what he does. I think he really studies it, and I don't think he's uh, someone who would just speak out of complete irrationality. Right. And uh, he was saying this even on Fox. He was like, I mean, you're watching like the fall of the one of the world's oh, yeah. largest empires, oh, yeah. and exactly. and uh, I think he used. I don't want to. That's paraphrasing, I guess. I'm not right. exactly what he said, but something like that. And I thought, you know. He's right about that. Yeah, and I don't want to say you're watching, you know, the fall is a hard thing because I think, you know, there's a right. there's good things maybe to take from it and there's a lot of bad things to take from it. But you are definitely watching the reshaping of a po- political system at the very least. And the Republicans and Democrats, neither one should survive. Look at what's going on with Andrew Cuomo. We've talked about that freaking religiously on this show. Not to beat the guy up. I, I'm not going to kick the guy while he's down. But right. geez Louise, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's deep on both sides, you know? And I think, again, Trump is not popular because of his personality. And I, I, I agree that even a lot of his policy was not that good. He ran up the national debt big time. So people complaining about the checks now, it's a little short-sighted given yeah. that Donald Trump ran up the debt uh, just as much as the other guys did. He kept that machine going as well, you know? And uh, he wasn't perfect. But no. but but at the same time, he exposed the how just how deeply corrupt and flawed the Republican Party truly was. Party. Well, both well, of them, I mean, both they'll do that. They they, they that, they're yeah. doing that themselves too right now. Because remember, most of the Democratic Party didn't really want Joe Biden as their president. I right. don't think that. No, I don't believe. They certainly that. didn't want Kamala Harris as their vice president. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't. I don't think they. I don't no. think that they really did. You know, I think that they wanted. Uh, they would have chose other candidates if they had their choice. So both parties are again those platforms. Well, like I said a while ago, just like I said, ain't neither neither one of them worth a crap. It's time for something different. And this is coming from an old man that that. Does not really like change. Yeah, you know. Well, well, but I it's think time for a change. I agree, and I think Matthew McConaughey. Actually, I think we'd be very fortunate. And and again, I don't want to be too hard on Abbott either. I know that we kind of have talked a lot about him, and I, it's a hard job to be the governor of a of a state of any state. It's oh, hard. Yeah. It's hard to be the mayor of a town. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna ever downplay that job, you know. But one thing is, is no matter what you do, you should take integrity into it, and you should never sway and. You know, I think he should have been stronger about... I think he should have followed DeSantis a little bit sooner and done some things a little yeah. bit more... more Because the other side... Another, like, the Democratic Party, people who are liberals are not going to ever vote for Abbott. 
The only people who are are the conservatives, and he lost a lot of their respect by not being more stringent upon that, like it or not. I just think politically that has happened. Yeah. You know, and the right has imploded. The left has imploded, man, and, and uh, Matthew McConaughey may be a perfect person to come in and kind of, pull, like Joe said, pull the best of both ideas out because there are good ideas from both sides. Oh, Who yeah. doesn't want a cleaner environment? Right. I do. Who I wants do. cleaner yeah. water? Oh, I do. I, do. You know? yeah. I mean, we all cleaner air. We all want this Who stuff, wants to smoke you know? weed? Yeah, I, do. I do. Who wants it legalized here? I do. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I mean, I think we can agree on quite yeah. a bit you of know? stuff. You know, I, I don't think... I think all of those things that we just said right there are on the left too. No, they? no, absolutely. We've talked about <laughs> we've talked about we've talked about public yeah. more public land in Texas. That's another thing yeah. that's very progressive. Yeah, but who are you going to take that away from? No, I don't think you take it away from no, anyone. Yeah. I think you buy it like when it's for sale. I think man. you buy Bandera, it. Yes, or donation zone, that was donated. That was donated by when, a rancher who, in his will, he just will. He, he, you could take, Joe, you could take some money and take Lost Maples. Let's take Lost Maples. They already have the infrastructure. When land comes for sale around them, or you talk to the families around and say, when you come for sale, please let us know, sell it to the state. We want to make it into state land. And that's the way you could grow some of these yeah. state parks right where they that's, are. That's true. You know? yeah. So it doesn't have to be. It doesn't that. have to be yeah. stealing. You know, it doesn't have right. to be that way. But here's the thing: is but give them generous offers. You know. Oh no, they, no, no, no! Yeah. You should pay market price. I believe there's yeah. laws. I believe yeah. there's laws in place yeah. already with this. I do believe yeah. there is. I swear. I swear. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna about to go on. We're we're gonna go on to the next segment. Levi, I want to give you. You can have closing statements if you what? want. Oh, Matthew no, McConaughey. I mean, Matthew McConaughey. You know, I, I think it's a great idea. It's I think he would be a very popular candidate in Texas. Any other and movie like quotes? You got another? All right, he, you know, he might just make everything all right, all right. All right. All right, so a minute ago we were talking about uh, Governor Abbott had done this uh, interview the other day. I was saying that, and uh, I don't really remember everything he said, but, and I'm not saying he's completely wrong because he knows a lot more about it than I do, surely. Right. And he was, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't think a lot of people really completely understand what's going on down at right. the border. All of a sudden it's a huge deal. To me, it seems like sensationalized media again, you know, right. from another side, which is just, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Has it always been a problem? You know, had there been caravans? I mean, I've always, for like, it seems like every four or five years, there's a new, you know, new little thing that'll trend through social media saying, there's a big caravan of, of immigrants heading toward America. You know, I know there was one around the time of Trump got elected, you know, it's, it's, uh, usually every election year probably is when so, it happens. This is when the media is very important and there should be media down there covering this extensively, getting videos of it. And maybe yep. I just have not found the videos and have not seen the videos of it, you know, and, and large. And maybe I have seen some, you know, right. but I mean, we're talking about like th hundreds a day or thousands a day or something. You know, I think there needs to be media down like covering something like that, really showing the people what's exactly going on. Right. The other thing is, where do the, where do they come from? You know, that's another question that, that has to come up in people's minds. Like, so where do these people come from? Some of them, they say, are traveling 22 days is the story. 
22 days with no food or water or money. So, I mean, they have to be getting something. Right. They have to have some resources. Someone's keeping these people alive. Are they working along the way? I mean, what's ha- what's kind of happening? I mean, you're there speaking to them. You know, you get right. their story. Can the, me- the media can't cover it. Yeah. So it's questionable to me. Why can't they be down there talking to the, these people? You could get... You could get real coverage of it, right. right? And I'm sure if we went down there, they would kick our asses right out of there. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, but, absolutely. But uh, so I don't, I don't know what to think from that regard. But one thing I, I did want to talk about is that uh, this is where I believe that uh, we we always ask, like, why do we even talk about foreign policy? What does that matter? Right. Does it matter what our army does somewhere overseas? And I think this is where it does. Yeah. Because. My guess would be some of these people possibly are coming from countries that are either affected by war policy, you know, police state in other countries, which sometimes can probably form because we send countries money, certain prop certain people up, give them a lot of money, yep. and they oppress other people and other people want to get out, and they think that we live in a, a free country, which we do in comparison to a lot of other people. Right. I will say that, but it's yep. getting, you know, it's getting, it's getting sketchy, sketchier, you know, by a federal level for sure again we live in a state that's a little bit more lenient than that but it's not you know again foreign policy both how you send money to other people and get just get involved in other places yeah like some of these people have to be coming from some of those places i have to imagine right and i don't know this because no one can know but i'm just that's what it makes me think of and then the other thing i think is the drug laws this is a big one yeah what do they? How do they make money over here? If the drug cartels are the ones coming in, how do they make money in America? Because right. we have a drug problem. The drug problem's not fixed because you made it illegal. There's yeah. still people buying the drugs. A lot of them because it's a huge industry. That there are there are certain stories out there that parts of the government have been caught within. Yeah, you know, yeah, within, within this, this making service. money off of that. So, and I don't. Yeah. I, again, I'm not going to sit here and say. You know, I know the exact um, um, stories or anything like that, but they're out there. I guarantee you can find them if you want. And you can judge for yourself. Right. But um, and then the other thing is, I think we have an an ever changing and inconsistent path to citizenship. And this yes. is where I want to tell you a story, and then I'm going to pass it over to you. Right. I had a friend out in Vanderpool. I cut cedar on the hills. You deal with cedar. If you live out here yep. and you're and you're a working class guy, you're gonna cut cedar at some point. Yep. Okay. Basically. It's just the way it is, dude. Yep. All right. Get used to it, right? Yep. So I was cutting cedar out. I, I met a guy named Melissio, and Melissio was from just south of Mexico City in the mountains, beautiful part of Mexico. He was. Uh, yeah. He had lived here since 1986. I was born in 1987. Right. He had been an American longer than I'd been an American. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Melissio didn't have his driver's license. He wasn't an American citizen, it, which means he couldn't be competitive for wages. He couldn't go out and compete in the marketplace. He had paid his dues, dude, yeah. to go do something else. But because there was no, he was on a work visa every time. He went, he got to go home and see his family part of the year, and then he came back and he had to cut cedar in that canyon. And couldn't get pulled over if he drove anywhere, if he had to go get... But if he even had a vehicle, which to the end of his life, he had this truck and he'd go down to the store. And maybe he did eventually get his license through a certain program, but I don't think he had his license, to be honest with you. But Melissio should have been an American citizen. His kids should have been, been able to come over here. 
uh, I think when you pay that amount of dues and you pay in and you do the work and you do it properly at a, after a certain amount of years, right? Why? How could this not be? Yeah. And give him he took he sent his money back to Mexico and his wife and kids lived in a nice uh, in a nice uh, nicer place in, in down in right. Mexico. They had a house down there and stuff, yeah. you know. And his kids went to university in Mexico, which I don't know if that's better or for worse. Hopefully, they learned some right. skills, you know, too. Yeah. But, um, and I'm sure they did, uh, being, you know, that was their dad. But, uh, you know, Melissio lived all the way down, pretty much all the way down my road. And I'm not going to sit here and make this a heart-jerking story, but I'm just going to tell the story. But right. he died of a heart attack in the canyon. They found him days later in his little cabin. And he died in America, away from his family, uh, never a citizen. His kids will never be citizens. He worked here longer than most American men do these days. You know, not yeah. no. I don't want to criticize American workers. They're great too. Everyone works their ass off. Right. But if there's no path for people to get, you know, there's a problem. There's holes in this system. Yeah. Again, it's very inefficient. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know all the ways. But if someone like Melissio can't get a work visa and be able to become a citizen without, he's taking up a work visa. Right. You know, so you clear him. Someone else can have a work visa, right? Is yeah. that how it works? Could that be how it worked? I mean. How many of these stories are there? Right. You know, th- these people in, in, in politics these days, the problem is is they're inconsistent. They don't really care about people. They don't really care about stories. They don't really care about it. They, they care about what it's become is they care about their lobbying firms, mm-hmm. where they're going to get a job next, uh, and, you know, what's going to happen to them after. They're not representing people well. Right. It's just a fact. Dude, there's no... There's a few good ones, I'm sure, but the system in a whole, without even naming people, it's just a broken system, and the border is uh, just another showcase. People are going to, okay, if they think they can come over here, and they're coming over here, and the wall's open, and and they're fleeing a country that's, they're going to die there. They can't build a house anywhere. They basically have to live nomadically. They're fighting yeah. people all the time, and they can't get over here legally, but they know that, okay, if we make that trek through Mexico and we live through that, and we just work with the Mexican people, and we get through, and we get through that gate, we have a chance. Yeah. Would you? Oh, yeah. No, I probably, yeah, would right? probably would, too. Probably would, too. My family probably did right. at some point. Right. Come over to America at some point. Yeah. Like everybody right. else is doing. Yeah, everybody. You everybody. If you're white and you're in America, so you can have it from there, though. I'll stop ranting. Uh, Sorry. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, when you talked about how just how broken our system, our immigration system really is, you know. Uh I think that the path to citizenship has become way too long and twisted and too many hurdles and it's just, it can take way too long. I've heard of people waiting years to get their citizenship, you know, that's just, that's ridiculous, you know. I've I've heard uh, a real common saying, you know, is like, uh, if you get caught sneaking into a theme park, you know you're gonna get you're gonna get sent back, right? You know, and you're gonna get thrown out of the theme park, and it's true. If you get cut, if you know, yeah. If I go jump the the walls at Fiesta Texas, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna throw me out, right? You know, but here's the thing: to get into to Six Flags, I have to wait in line for maybe 20 minutes, and I have to pay 60, 80 bucks, and bam, I'm in Six Flags. Okay, I guarantee you, if you had to fill out a bunch of paperwork and wait a few years and take a test to get into Six Flags, 
you'd have a shit ton more people jumping that wall trying to sneak in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And it's the, it's the same principle or, and, at or, our border. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, sure. you want to cut you want to cut down on the on the uh, illegal immigration. Well, make it a little easier to legally immigrate here. Yeah. You know? And, uh, I mean, the story about uh, your friend, uh, what was his name? Melissio. Melissio. That's a, I mean, you know, you say you don't want it to be a heart-wrenching story. That is a heart-wrenching story, man. That's terrible. You know? I mean, someone like him should have had a, a, a real clear path to citizenship, if you ask me. You know, you do this work out here. I tell you what, man, you come out here in the Texas hills and you come cut cedar on these hillsides, you're a Texan if you ask me, man. Oh, absolutely, you know, man. That's like, what I'm real, saying, dude. for real, dude. For real. Absolutely. And I, I always, I mean, you know, I mean, I had days where we cut up cedar together, you know, so he didn't, he had broken English and I knew less Spanish than he knew English even. Right. And so, you know, it was great being around. I've always enjoyed working around people uh, of, of any walk of life, you know, that has a different story. And I think that's what also makes us better people and understand people's plight more. Because I'm not somebody who thinks that, you know, I think a wall actually could be effective to keep people from getting in illegally. Okay, if that's a problem, build a damn wall and don't let people get in here illegally. But right. at the same time, people that want to come in here and have dreams and aspirations, boy, it's hard-pressed to turn them away given our country's history. Right. It just really is. I don't think that should be our policy. I think yeah. we should have a different... Now, people who want to come in here illegally and do illegal stuff and abuse freedom right. by hurting people... Because again, we said it last episode, we talked about this, is freedom does not mean that you have the freedom. By saying I support, I, I believe in individual liberty and freedom, I don't mean that I think people should be able to go around and kick each other's shins for no reason right, yeah. and bite someone's shoulder and freaking pull someone's hair and yeah. piss on someone's picnic. You know, I think that that is not freedom. Right. That is being a jerk and an invasive bully. Yeah. And you're going to get dealt with in most places in the world by someone eventually. Right. You know, and no one, that's why people don't do that, you know, because it comes with a level of responsibility. Yep. You know, that you have to understand that by the way you act and by the way that you treat others, that you yourself is going to get treated a similar way. And, you know, that, that's, that's part of it, right? right? Um, and uh, I just don't think that, um, I mean, when, it, when I tie this back into, to, this whole debacle here with with uh, illegal immigration, I think most people, most of the people probably just, and again, this is speculation for me, but there are a lot of people that want to come in this country and they would work and they are hard workers and they would be that way just to get out of their current situation. I'll tell you another quick story. This is a true, I promise you these are true stories. I, this is my life. These are in my life, and these are close to me. Right. I've been friends with the guy through social media that I met. I don't know how I, how, whether music, maybe hashtagging music somehow, followed each other on Instagram and started talking. And, you know, because sometimes you don't know if people are real people or they're not real people. But this, in this instance, I knew this guy was a real person. And, right. uh, you know, we've kind of been pen pals, really, in a sense, yeah. like modern pen pals. And he's from, uh, He's from Uganda, I believe. 
I, really? I believe he's from Uganda, man. If I'm getting that wrong, yeah. I'll correct it. Is it, is it Uganda or Uganda? I think I it depends know. on where, what part of Texas you're from. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he calls it something completely yeah, right. different that's the real way to say it, right. you know? I don't know shit, but that's, yep. you know, I say it however I think it's whatever, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he's from somewhere over in that area uh, of Africa, and I'll, I'll definitely find the exact province and the right country right. or the right country he's from and, and, uh, and let you know. But he, he messaged me recently and and we started talking and he said he was asking me you know it's hot in texas how do you deal with the heat in texas and uh and i said you know we have rivers we swim as long as there's rain we swim in the rivers man and that's like you you really need to do that and i was like it's probably hot where you are and he wrote me back he's like how do i how would i come to texas oh, you know but yeah. then you look up his country and his politics and he doesn't have a bad life for a lot of people but there's no future for them there's really mm-hmm. not you know uh, he a lot of, there's come no, to Texas if he wanted to. Well, what I told him is, I said, you, all, you, what you have to do is, you have to get a passport, a visa into the United States, and then you can travel across borders yeah. in America. We're not our separate countries. You can travel through state to state right. if you can get a rent car and you know get a taxi or yeah. you know whatever you could do. I mean, you could take a bus, right? right? Uh, but I, I told him, you know, if you ever are able to get that and you come to Texas, you let me know for sure, and yeah. uh, you know, I'd be happy to show you anything I know or tell you anything I know about Texas you could do but right. he's a young kid he's young he's young he's probably 22 really? 21 and uh he does go to some type of a schooling over there I, I know but uh I don't know what their future looks like I don't know what their culture's really like and right. what type of you know what he has going on and what he's working towards you know I think yeah. a lot of people in the world would love to be in this country I Oh yeah I do believe that and I think that we have to stay mindful to that and uh you know when i saw the trump movement actually i i do think that this was something about donald trump that i noticed right is he got more people like puerto rican immigrants cuban immigrants um i think more minority what we consider minority um in in this country uh what i guess what is minority but when you add them all everyone up together that's non-caucasian it's probably about the same as it would be Caucasian, at least, if not more, I would yeah. say, right? Right. And uh, I think Donald Trump brought more of those people in than any other candidate has in a while. Oh, yeah. And I think it wasn't Donald Trump that did it. I think it was the message of kind of, you know, let's, you know, keep some of these American principles are not all bad. Right. You know, some of these American principles were not all cloaked in complete failure here. Yeah, you know what white I'm saying? supremacy and all yeah, that. Yeah, which are, there is a lot... There, I don't right. think that's white supremacy, but there are definitely, definitely examples of racism. Right, you know? yeah. Well, but you I mean, know better than... I mean, you've studied right. that, to, you know. Well, I mean... Uh, yeah, I know. There's I, examples of racism I, in every I mean, country. I think I'm the sure reason that history. Donald Trump got all of those, you know, uh, immigrants you were just talking about, you know, is because... Most of the time when people immigrate here from, a, from some other country, it's for a very... I don't want to say like capitalistic reason, but I mean, that was like the American dream, you know, was that you can come here and you can start your own business and you can keep what you earn. Well, except for, you know, with the government taxes you had. Yeah. What they pay uh, you after they take the the income tax. Yeah. (laughs) But, but that was like the, you know, that was the American dream, you know, was, was this, it was capitalism, you know, I mean, uh, and I think that that is still why a lot of immigrants come to America is because they have that dream of owning their own stuff, you know, and, and owning their own business possibly and and just being true individuals, you know. That's something that you can't do in every country. 
you know? Yeah, you know, and I think in a lot of ways, I think that's the responsibility we bear. That's why I hate to see us, you know, like, fighting anyone, you know? Like, we right. have a different responsibility in the world. I think we are a beacon of hope for people. And, like, going over to the Middle East and having to use... You know, and I'm not saying you have to go over there and fight. I mean, I'm not. You're not going right. to go over there and set up stands. And be like, all right, everyone. You know, I. But why yeah. even bother with that? You know, like if you take care of your home and your values, and if your immigration policy is good and your country runs effectively, that's how you're going to rub off on the rest of the world. Right. Not by going over there and invading people and being in uh, invasive in people's lives. You know, yeah. but by, you know, by making your area nicer and by having, you know. Having these things set up, you can clearly see the Republicans and Democrats have, man, it keeps tying back to this. We actually talked about capitalism <laughs> and socialism in the last, on the last, uh, episode. On the last yeah. episode, and I do, I do think tying back to that too is that um, you're right. A lot of people that have come from social places of socialism have spoken out, and you can see interviews all over YouTube and things of yep. people that were come from socialist countries or their families do, and they're like, you don't want that. Yep. And they do warn you about that, how that can turn ugly quick, and I think we... Probably covered it right. enough last episode, but it, it's definitely something that uh, you see with Trump, and I do agree that that is a big reason that happened. Yep. But uh, with immigration, again, I, I, it's a testy issue. I know nothing about it. I don't know how to solve the problem, but you have to get your house in order. There's just no question. You don't have a country if you don't have your house in order, yep. and we do not have our house in order at all to even be dealing with this right now. I mean, our country's... Yep there's so many everything's a problem right i mean you can't even yeah. concentrate on this not even a everything's a problem yep you can't even know where to start with it but all right all right all right segment three man you know i was listening to last our last episode we did about a week ago and i was listening to it and i was thinking man that was my that was my crappiest episode yet dude you know like i just felt like i was like i just wasn't really making sense to myself, and I sounded really flat, you know, and I listened back, and I definitely could tell I was tired. Uh, but I always enjoy listening back when I do, you know, when I go through and listen back, I always do enjoy it. But one thing we haven't covered in a while, and I did realize this, and you wanted to talk about it last episode, and we didn't get to it, right. uh, was uh, just the COVID-19 updates and kind of what we think about it personally. Again, because that's all this show is, is what we think about it, for better or for worse. If it sparks interest in... Uh, and your thought process, and that's great. And if it brings up things in in your mind, that's kind of the idea. But again, it's just our opinion. Uh, but I do also have perspective from what I see around. And I guess since we've talked about it, really, the last time we talked about it was when they lifted the mask mandate. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you can start on this one, man. What do you want to say? Well, about? Uh, you know, what I wanted to talk about on the last episode, but we never did get around to it, was the uh, changing language that seems to be coming up in the uh, in the CDC statements and stuff you know now you see them using a lot more language like uh, masks may assist in the reduction or of, of the spread of COVID-19 stuff like this you know they're pretty much slowly but surely coming out and saying you know we weren't really right about all this stuff you know but uh, but but we're still going to keep it in place you know, that's what they're doing. They're coming out, they're, they're admitting that the masks, they're not, they don't really stop the, the, the uh, spread of COVID-19. They, they just may assist 
in stopping the so spread that's of the COVID-19. CDC right yes yeah yes and uh, well I mean and, and we've but, even watched Fauci I think it's well documented that that <coughs> uh, you know Fauci had moved the post of saying that uh, masks don't work there's no point in people wearing masks and then he said. Right. Well, no, wear a mask. But then he said the reason he did that is because he didn't want there to be a run on N95 mask. But what you just admitted was you lied to everybody. Right. So why would you not lie again? Yeah. And that's the way politics works. And he's a political scientist. So yeah. scientist is a half of it. And I do respect his knowledge. I'm sure he's vast in knowledge when it comes to this stuff. He's also half political uh, scientist. And right. political is the other half. And I'm sure he's never had as busy and as year where he felt more accepted. Well, I'm sure he got a lot of flack too, but right. you know, where he was more involved in this year. So it's not like his career really took a dive this year necessarily. I mean, right. you know, he got in the limelight a lot and, and people didn't even know who Fauci was before this, honestly, yep. I think in a lot of ways, you know, I'm sure some did, but most people did. And I'm not going to harp on this guy. I don't know this guy. Maybe he's a nice guy. I hate to do that, but Right. Um, I mean, from what I've seen about him, he's definitely not someone that you just... I think there needs to be a huge table of scientists that come from different backgrounds that all have a say-so at the same table. Right. Only one scientist telling the whole country what to do. I don't think he understands. I doubt he's ever lived in Central Texas. Yeah. And needs to be telling us if our daily lives require a mask or not. Right. I mean, I, I think that that's a little... That's why I think that, you know, mandating something on a federal level is insane. Right. I don't think it can happen. I think people laugh at it. I mean, yeah, no, are you exactly see, you know, right. yeah. no, I'm I'm right there on the same page with you, man. No, yeah, I think that one of the biggest problems in this country right now is the idea that we can just you know that that every little issue in this country just has some universal cure to it. You know, just has some universal policy that can just blanket the entire continent and that it'll just work everywhere for everyone. That's ridiculous. You know. Uh, it it doesn't work for any kind of law, and it certainly wouldn't work. Uh, doesn't work for uh, the COVID nineteen measures either. Yeah. You know, like you just said. You know, if you live, you know, if if you're going into some nursing home in New York City every single day, then yeah, you should probably wear a mask. And you yeah. know, and, uh, and all. If, but this is like all the time, right? This is like when the flu happens, when other things right, happen too. Yeah. I mean they. They, you, have, you should be more cautious sense. all the time. Yes, absolutely. It's just about common Wash sense. Wash your hands you know? constantly. Yeah. Be oh, clean. Oh, yeah, the CDC. Like, everybody should continue washing your hands. Who wasn't washing your hands before 2020, you know? Yeah. And who's going to stop washing their hands now that COVID-19 looks like it's kind of, uh, you know, flattening yeah. out? But, I mean, something. the be- idea that we need these government agencies and committees to give us these basically placebo laws. They're laws that make people feel good is all they are. You know, when all this started the, and the masks were like a big thing, you were just saying, we're on we're on uh, the one year anniversary, right? Yeah, we're on I the one so. year anniversary today days, yeah. of 15 days to flatten the The curve. language has changed okay. the whole time, yeah. Right, but I'm saying like when that first started and it was a big scare, you know, I mean, people were freaking out. Yeah, dude. people I got mean, into it. No, 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 no. It became people a mainstream phenomenon. It, you know? I totally yeah. agree. And uh, dude, that was weird, know, right? That's a weird time, man. It really what was a crazy. weird moment in history. Yes. Looking back a year ago, yeah, what a weird moment. Yeah. Everything started shutting down for the first time. No way, really. Yeah. Like we're gonna have to like cancel our show. I mean, 
Like, yeah. you can't go into grocery stores, No, really? no, I had volunteered for my, uh, 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 Little League, local Little League, yeah, you know, and they I was, canceled I was, that. Uh, and they just canceled it straight up, man. No, and we're gonna no cancel season. the season. No yeah. season. Like, wow, man. All right, you know, yeah. but uh, uh, we're gonna cancel. Yeah. We're gonna cancel. No, I'm cancel. just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, uh, man, I lost my train of thought. But oh yes, that's right. Uh, COVID. Yeah. COVID and how these laws were just placebo laws. Yeah, you know? they yeah, were I, people I freaked out, and they just. They didn't even care what the government did. They just wanted it to do something, you know. Just yeah. Say something. Do yeah. something. You, you know, everybody. And well, I think at least, at least half of know. the country that has that way of thinking that right. the government should be involved yeah. with it, you know. And I think the other half, and I think that's the big tear right now, and why it has this. You know, like Trump came in and drew a light. Well, the co- this COVID whole thing that has gone on in the past year has been a real split between you know, has drawn light to other real split in our country, you know, and that is just the the basic idea of what government is in our life and, like, how how it should really work fundamentally, right. you know, as we kind of draw back again in this country and it kind of, you know, it kind of, I don't say breaks apart, but it definitely goes through this, you know, come-to-earth moment here. Yeah. Right? Uh, we're definitely going through that. It's just really, at this point, it's really hard to... Dude, where are the comedians? Yeah. Oh man, I know. I know. Here's here's. I'm gonna get back to COVID real quick, but I'm right. gonna say this real quick. The cancel culture. I'm. I, dude, it, it it's it's not called cancel culture. It's called a boycott. It's we've we've gone over this a lot, and we were asking the question at first, like, oh, what's the difference between boycott and cancel culture? There's really none. Do you remember when the Dixie Chicks got canceled? They got canceled by conservatives. In early 2000s, for saying yeah. they were ashamed that George Bush was from Texas. Yes, I remember that. That's not even that bad. Right. So this has always swung both ways, and it's a, a boycott does not mean they're getting canceled. Getting canceled means that you have nowhere to go. You know, getting boycotted means people are going to boycott you because they think that they don't like the way that you view the world. We right. should not sit here and boycott each other back and forth. That is a super not effective strategy right. to to get anything across. Well, you know, but but again, uh, they, they, I would they're say, being misused. They're being yeah. misused. That's my point. And I would say that the difference between like a boycott and a cancel is, you know, if you have some sort of uh, like let's say a, t- a Twitter page or a Facebook page or something like that, you know, uh, and the community wanted to boycott you. Well, they would do that through unliking your page, you know, or unfollowing you, or or something like that, leaving you with no audience. Yeah, you know, or canceling you enjoy. off of the the platform and then not well, allowing but, another platform to open up. You know, well, that, uh, that's what I think is the difference. That's canceling. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I hear that. I hear the that. difference. You know, yeah. like, like a big corporation that's gotten so much of a monopoly. That would be a great example of that, and I do agree with that. But I'm saying on. It's gotten out of control. We're talking about... I'm talking about like Mr. Potato Head. Right. And Dr. Seuss. Those are companies that aren't going to produce those books anymore. What if another publishing company comes in and decides to buy those rights and publish those books again? It could happen, right? It's not impossible. No, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's like with Gina Carano. We covered her, right? Right. She... The Daily Wire, which is a a right-wing... I would say, you know, right? A conservative, I should say. I'm sorry. Not right-wing, but conservative uh, platform... They came on and hired her and gave her an opportunity to produce some movies with them and stuff. So, really? again, you're seeing this emergence of uh, 
Sorry, I love catching flies. Dude. It's like one of my favorite things, dude. Uh, but uh, they you're seeing like this emergence. I mean, they had the damn video, right? They're snagging them. But uh, yeah, you're seeing the emergence of uh, of opposing platforms. You know, I think yeah. you're gonna see it uh, recently. There's a there is a huge talk show called Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee was a punter for the Indianapolis Colts, and he has the Pat McAfee Show on YouTube, dude. He's yeah. a huge popular podcaster. He's on top of the world with it, really. Yeah. Sports podcasting. And he's known for, like, being very out. He was the real outspoken punter that, like, you're a punter, dude. But yeah. he's got a great personality and just right. a huge ball of life, you know. And he's got a huge fan base. And ESPN, there was rumors that ESPN was no longer going to allow their people to come on his show, which is his own platform. He never started at ESPN. Right. Like most other people get a job at ESPN first. He yeah. started his own platform. So they were not going to let people from ESPN go on his show anymore. Essentially, they were going to you know, yeah. boycott people from going on his show that, that worked for them. He huh. said... So he got wind of this and went on an episode, like kind of ranted about it, man. And ESPN contacted him or made a statement that said... They, they made a, a public statement that said, we did not c- cancel anyone from going on the show or stop anyone from going on the show. And if we did, we're definitely not going to do it in the future. But it definitely also, you're seeing it. You're yeah. seeing the shades of it. There's a there's an old dying culture. And, and ESPN is owned by Disney. Right. And Disney also canceled Gina, you know, really? got rid of Gina Carano. ESPN so, is owned by Disney? What, yeah, absolutely. what is it owned by Disney? Well, what happens too is as as things consolidate to the top is you get all these buyouts. That's been happening for a long time, actually. Oh, yeah. You know, buyouts tend to happen. And, right. you know, people blame capitalism for that, which I think, again, we've talked about this at nauseum, but I don't think that would be allowed in, free, in the real free market. I think when it has assistance from big government agencies to manipulate the way that things right. are regulated, you yep. know, I think that's when you have your real problems come in. Yep. You know, that's what the government's supposed to be about. That's what we're supposed to be fighting for and standing for is not to allow big corporations to form and to be able to do the canceling that we're having today. But again, I wanted to tie back to COVID. I just had to get that in about that because we're not going to do a segment about that. But cancel culture is big on people's feet. Yeah. Let it go. It, know the difference between a cancellation and a boycott. Right. If if people want to boycott something, don't. I mean, you're wasting your time. It's their decision, man. That's what a free country is. Right. We've got to. You've got to respect other people's decisions to not like what you like. It's it's okay. Yeah. There will be other things that come in and they will provide for what you like. If we truly have a free market and we protect those things, they'll come in and what you like will be available. It's just half the country will boycott buying it and they won't want to buy it. Yeah. And maybe they won't carry it in some stores, but some stores will. Right. And, you know, and it, I, I just don't, it's really, that doesn't seem like a super hard concept. But again, getting back to COVID-19, man, I wanted to bring this up and this might take us into some deep waters and it might take this segment long, but oh well. It's okay. Yeah. We can have a long episode if we need to. But, uh... Uh, what if we never go into deep waters, we'll never learn to swim, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, what do you think about these vaccines? Like, what is your thought on the vaccines? Well, the vaccines, you know, I, I I'm not anti-vax. You know, I've never, I've never been an anti-vaxer. You know, I understand that vaccines have worked in the past. You know, uh, the the polio vaccine, you know, is a, was a big one, uh, but. Uh, you know, vaccines also usually have a, a little bit of uh, testing done before they're given out, you know, to the general public. Usually, I think it's like 10, 12 years, something like that, 
that uh, usually went, a vaccine I, has to go through before it's approved. And uh, when it comes to the coronavirus vaccine, you know, I just don't know about taking something that, you know, I have not personally taken it. I don't personally plan to take it uh, because I just don't know about taking something that has literally not even existed for a full year yet, you know. This drug hasn't... The, the coronavirus hadn't been a thing for, like, hardly more than a year. So there's no way that this vaccine has been around for more than a year. There's no... There, there's no what I'm trying to say is that there's no way they've uh, tested the long-term side effects of this vaccine. You know, there's no way they have. It's only been out for l- less than a year now. There's no possible way... That they, Unless they've been working on it for longer. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. Don't. don't We're not going that know. deep now. <laughs> don't swim out to the wells. Right. <laughs> Golly. No. But that's really my biggest thing about the COVID vaccine is that it, it just, it seems like it was something that was rushed. And yeah, for sure. It was very rushed. I wonder how long the polio no, vaccine was tested before you know, it was I, That's put a in. really good question. I don't you know. know how long. And yeah, I'm sure. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. do know that in 1976, I think we've talked about yeah, it on yeah, a way yeah. earlier episode. We talked the vaccine about vaccine caused more problems yes. than the pandemic did. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, I think sometimes there can be an overreaction, especially when there's an overreaction from the media because they sensationalize stories and they sensationalize things. I'm not blaming them for COVID 19 and what's gone on this year, but right. uh, I am blaming them for sensationalizing it and trying to make money off it. And uh, there's been plenty of stories coming out like the. The guy, the head, one of the heads of CNN, saying that, you know, well, I mean, he basically said COVID made the money. Yeah. You know, covering COVID made the money. So, and then the other one that just came out too was the Washington, one of the Washington Post or Journal or one of them, I think it was Washington Post, that came out and said that they had to redact uh, some quotes that they got from Trump that were false statements. Yes. And they had to. That's that's a huge story. To me, that and a lot of people are covering it, and rightfully so, because that is not the only time it's gone on. And the Washington Post got the story; it was mimicked by everyone at a huge at a time when there was a huge election going on. Right. Mimicked by everyone, local newspapers, yep. everyone. You know, Most, I mean, that's uh, that's big, man. Same thing with you know on the January sixth, the Capitol incident. You know, the Washington Post. I think it was the very same. The Washington Post ran the story that the. Capitol Police officer had been killed. You know, he had been attacked by the crowd and killed on the spot, you know. And that ran, was up for like a week or more, I'm pretty sure. And then they ended up having to, oops, you know, sorry, redact that. Uh, You know, this is what actually happened. But, uh, you know, what's interesting is that nobody came up, nobody canceled the Washington Post for false information. Yeah. You know, what's up with that? There's nobody, they're not getting kicked off of Twitter or Facebook. Because yeah. they put out false information, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, mean, well, know. I think the bias is clear. No, you're right yeah. about that. That is absolutely a separation from cancel culture, too. And um, I think you're completely right about that. And it did open my eyes because I, I have a trouble with that. I don't I don't like to not pay attention to people because they don't agree with me. Right. Because I'm sure there's an area we could agree on. And I would, just an optimist. I'd rather talk to someone about something we'd agree yeah. on and find common ground and be nice to one another than to try to piss all over each other and what we don't agree on, right? Right, But uh, I understand, too, that you're not going to like everybody, and some people aren't going to like you, and that's just fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that either. But, I mean, there's no reason to be uh, 
you know, I, I definitely would never want to sensationalize something just for the sense of doing that. But obviously that's what the media does. And tying this all back around to the coronavirus and the vaccine, I will say this, that I think I will give my body the fair shake at fighting this if it gets to me and uh, stay the hell away from that vaccination. That's what I think I'm going to do. That's right. I told, I told my friend online, I said, I'm going to be a... Uh, dodge dip diving and ducking and dodging <laughs> that damn vaccine all the way to the bank dude you better believe that <laughs> all right all right all right this will be uh our last segment tonight and uh this will be kind of an interesting one and we just kind of uh <laughs> we we referenced uh movie dodgeball right there at the end i think was it dodgeball was it yeah, oh yeah, yeah duck yeah, duck yeah. 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 yeah 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 that's uh but Levi actually has an extensive movie collection, and uh, one day when we get the the camera and the video going, we'll show we'll make sure that we we uh, show the video collection, man, because you have a great video collection, dude. Like a lot of great movies, man. Like timeless movies. Uh, uh, thank you, man. Yeah, and I love yeah. I I I don't really watch movies enough, but uh, I did growing up a lot more, and I've seen a lot of these movies. So let's see if you're gonna go ahead and call out. Call out like your top five over here. What are, oh, what damn, movies man. do you think that stick out to you? Well, I mean, like, you know, from my childhood, Jurassic Park has got to stick out. Like, oh, dude, there for a little while, man. When I was, you know, a little kid, I was obsessed with Jurassic Park, man. Uh, but you know, a couple of others that stick out would be like Ace Ventura, uh, Jaws. That was a great one, man. You know, the shelf we're looking at right now, that's literally, like, my favorite shelf, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you want to know my childhood, you just you just look at those movies right there, you can tell exactly what I grew up with, you know? Yeah, Indiana. That's all well, VHS oh, the there. All Is there VHS. Indiana Jones there? Oh, yeah, I got all three Indiana Jones right down there. Uh, where Where is it at? I know it's on here somewhere. But right down I see there. him, yeah, yeah, I see him. Yeah, there. right down uh, there. Yeah. Men in Black. Oh, yeah, both of them. Yeah, number yeah, one and number yeah, yeah. two. The, the, those are the only ones that came out I'll on VHS. I'll tell you, um, uh, Half-Baked sticks out to me uh, a lot. Yeah, Half-Baked, man, yeah that that's that a good one. one. The Titanic, Dazed man. Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah the, the Mummy, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean's up there, too. That's a great movie, man. That that first one, I think, like, Johnny Depp's character in that uh in that movie, yeah. man, that's a great. Oh, a great you know, yeah. I think the first, you know, now that we've we picked a movie, let's talk about one for just sure. a second. Absolutely. You know, I think, no, I think that the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you know, uh, the first one was great. It was a just a classic pirate movie, man. You know, you can't hard to top when it yeah. comes to pirate movies. You know, Moon comes out, they turn into skeletons. Real simple, real, you know, real easy to follow. Man, I tell you what, the second one was pretty good. I liked it. The third one was like, all right, could have ended it there. You know? Yeah, yeah pushed <laughs> you know? too far. Yeah. Pushed too far. Man, they, they, what are they on, like six but now even, or Yeah, like I agree with I mean, you. But yeah. even even from one to two, yeah. like after two, I think it really could have stopped. Like, yeah. I, I like the sequels sometimes. I think the sequels are necessary. Right. I'm like you, man. I think the movies get too. Every now and then a Star Wars comes along. Yeah. I get it, man, but, right. you know, you have to know when you are that, and Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't think, I, you know, well, another, I'll, it, I'll name another one like that, men, well, that didn't go any further, but I'm glad it didn't, was, men, well, or did it, was Men in Black. Men in Black? I know they made a Men in Black 3. 
I thought the Men in Black one was fairly cool. Men in Black but, one was was great. Yeah, but, yeah. Men in one. Black two. Men I don't in Black know that, two. Eh, it was okay. See, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like just it leave it at like, one. Yeah. Maybe that maybe is a one. They yeah. really could have left it at one. Yeah. You uh, know? Jaw, what about uh, Jaws? You oh, Jaws. Oh, God. Jaws you, you one and two one are and two. top yeah. tire, man. Yeah. Top tire. Jaws Stop one and there. two, great. Stop there. Should have yeah. stopped at two, man. I know you you're going to hate this one. Uh, and, and I don't know what you're going to think about this one. What about Jurassic Park? I was just about to mention that. I was going to say, you want to talk about a franchise that's gone a little too far? <laughs> Jurassic Park, you it's know. It's sad uh, to see, right? Well, <laughs> I get it. You know, uh, me, I'm, like I said, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. Excuse me, I got something in my mouth. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I read both the novels when I was in high school, you know. Uh, and Michael Crichton, he only wrote two novels. He only wrote Jurassic Park, the first one, and The Lost World, the second one, uh, when they're on the second island. Uh, but anyway... The Lost World the, was a classic. The Lost World I was believe. great, man. Yeah, great. Really I, was, I think yeah. that arguably you could almost say The Lost World well, was better the, the than best the first one. one. I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree with that. No, uh, but uh, anyway... The reason I believe that they felt they needed to come back and, re- and rejuvenate the franchise was because of number three. Number three is unarguably the most unpopular one in the entire franchise so far. You know, uh, did you ever see the third one? I don't think so. That's the I don't one think where I the, did. with, the, with I don't know. the uh with the new dinosaur, the Spinosaurus, with the big. Sail. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, I yes. probably did see that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now that one, I've always had a sort of a nostalgic connection to it because I can remember being like a kid loving Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3 came out that was like a big deal for me you know what I'm saying yeah. it probably came out yeah. when I was like 12 years old or so that was a big deal no man. matter what yeah it, it, no what, matter yeah it, it can get the worst ratings in the world I don't care I love the movie you know yeah exactly but uh the newer ones I really feel like they just they really just kind of they're remakes, almost, in a way. You know, if you watch Jurassic World, is just a straight-up remake of Jurassic Park. They they tied it in, you know, theatrically with the first three films through, like, they show they show the old park, you know, the old entrance and stuff. They, they, they definitely hint that they're in the future yeah. of the franchise. But uh, It's almost like another whole other thing. But it really that. is. You know, you could have... Not had that, and it could have exactly. Just been, yeah, it could yeah. have ended. It you just know? could have ended. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? I agree. And I personally like the Lost World. I I was we were I was older. I was a little bit older when the Lost World came out. How old were you when the Lost World came out? Man, you were probably. I was probably like eight or so. So I was I was probably I mean, I about know, twelve or thirteen, and yeah. and I I would say that. I was older when that movie came out, and I still like that one more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like that that one. Like they definitely stepped their game up, yeah. you know, because it had been a while. There was a space in between that one and, and yeah, Jurassic Park. I think Park. Jurassic Park came out like it came out right around the time I was born. I was born yeah, the, in ninety two in the nineties. Yeah, I, I was the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Yeah, it was Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park with my really? dad. Yeah, yeah, really. That's was. awesome, man. That's and I, awesome. I'll always have. It. I believe that movies transcended with that movie. Yes, like it changed they did. cinema. It, did. it really did. It really did. Um, that, that but and I, I love that movie. Both of them really. In Jurassic Park, I mean, it's still a classic. Not that I don't yeah. like that one. Uh, I do, right. and I, I actually do. My my son loves that stuff, and both of me, my my uh, younger son, and so I do watch that stuff with them. You know, yeah. uh, every now and then if they're watching it. 
Oh, and no, then the no, other one, Ale- Lethal Weapons. No, the Lethal Weapons series. I think they probably went a little bit too far, maybe. Uh, maybe that's arguable. I don't know. They stopped at four? Is that where they stopped? Yes, I believe they stopped at four. I've heard that there was a fifth one in the making here recently with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I haven't yeah. heard anything else about it. You know, it could happen. Yeah, well, know, that's interesting. Yeah. It could happen. That, that would be interesting for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's some, also some good comedies up there too. You know, I got the water boy with Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. That's a classic, you know. What about Adam Sandler, uh, man? He was one of my favorites. Oh man. You know, yeah. One of the greats. One of the what greats. What do you think? Of, a lot of people have said that they think he kind of flattened out. Like he kept playing the same character. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like, no, do you still I like his movies? I, I like his movies, but I think that that is a, uh. A fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, quite a few. I mean, you want to talk about someone playing the same character. Let's talk about uh, Pauly Shore. Son-in-law, <laughs> yeah. Dio, uh, Biodome. Was he in, in the Biodome? Army now? He was in Biodome, yeah. And I guarantee you, go watch those three movies. Son-in-law, Biodome, and In the Army Now. He is the exact same character. And I think I have, uh, yeah, Encino Man is on here somewhere too. Right down there, Encino Man. I don't know if you've seen oh, that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a classic. That's a dude, good movie. Polly Shore, he's the exact same person in every single movie he did, but it worked. You yeah, know, and, yeah. and, it, and you can say that about quite a few actors, you know. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I and mean, you know what? Adam Sandler actually has tried, you know, he's done some other things. Yeah. You know, one of my, one of my, I don't know if it's one of my favorites, actually, because the, all the Waterboy's funny. The Longest Yard's a really great movie. The first one was good, uh, right? Had, uh, yeah, with Burt Reynolds. With Burt Reynolds, yeah. and then, uh, well, but, then they know, had Happy Burt Reynolds Gilmore. in the new one, yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Happy Gilmore and all of them, but, uh, 51st Dates, dude. That one oh, was a great. good one, That's a man, good one. Right? That's, That's a good, a good one, movie. Yeah, for real. Uh, yeah, man, and then the other ones up there you mentioned earlier, Ace Ventura. I actually just watched Ace Ventura two with my kids not yeah. too long ago. You know, yeah. and dude, we were laughing hard, oh, dude. Man. Like, I love stuff. that part where like they that he comes in to try to get him to leave the Montessori or whatever. You know, he's there yeah. like with the with the. I mean, I'm sorry, with the where do the the monks? That's the, not the, the monastery. The, the, is it what is it's, it? I yeah, don't know. no, yeah. you said it's, it. Right. It's it's a, uh, it's Mon- a monastery. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he was there with the monks, like you know, he's yeah. like meditating in the back, and they get him to leave. And finally, the They're guy's like convincing so him. Yeah, the guy's like, it's like a funny. I've never seen him act that way before. You know, <laughs> <laughs> guy's like obviously they were getting just happy or leaving, and then you he know, does a slinky all the way down. That's a great. Oh, one, that's man. a great scene, dude. That that whole, uh, you know, I used to wish that. Jim Carrey would come back and make a third Ace Ventura, but after watching what how they absolutely slaughtered Dumb and Dumber Two, I haven't never seen Dumb and Dumber. Oh, 2. don't waste your time, dude! Don't waste yeah, your time. Yeah, there's just some. It's an abomination. Yeah, it is. There's just and some after movies. Seeing what they did to that, I'm just like, oh, don't make a third Ace Ventura because you will just ruin it. We need to. You. We need to start maybe doing a segment like this where we say. Uh, we either do a one, a two, or you know they could have gone more, and we yeah. should we should dissect deeper why. Right. You know, I think we maybe we could do that, right? Yeah. And that's like the mask. Ooh, should they have done a no, second see, mask? No, see, no, because I was just thinking think about so? the mask. No, because I yeah. think it would be just like that. I don't. There's yeah. no spinoff. I mean, there could you could have a spinoff to anything. You could create one. Yeah. But well, will it be? Uh, but can you recapture the magic of what the first one might like? Is the idea in itself big enough to be able to sustain a whole nother movie? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Mask, I don't think it was able to do that. No. Ace Ventura, I think they pulled it off, but 
they they should stop there. Yes, you know. Um, it has they did a- make an animated series after Ace Ventura two for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah. Has Has Adam Sandler ever had a double where he had another movie, a spinoff? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. That's crazy, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll make that so. up. Not like know. a spinoff from his, one of his own movies. I mean, like a double, like where he did like a part two to something. Did he, did there's he Grown the Ups 2. Oh, that's right. Grown Ups, yeah. That's which is right. a bomb. Don't waste your yeah. time with it if you're listening to this. I was mean, Grown Ups 1? Grown Ups 1 was great. Yeah. I loved Grown Ups 1. It was a great movie. There was uh, one part, I think it was of Grown Ups 2, where it's like, oh, who peed in the pool? Oh, man. No. <laughs> was, that, was that on 1? No, that's on 1. And the, oh, yeah. and the water's turning blue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's on 1. No, man. Number two, they really ruined that one. If you ask me, man, they just they, did, they really should have kept it at one. Did Fifty First Dates have a second one? No, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. That's a good point, though, man. I really, uh, I never thought about that, but I think Grown Ups is the only movie that Adam Sandler's done a sequel to that I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Right wow. off the top of my head, anyway. That's interesting. We'll have to look that up. I yeah. see another one down here, too. Robin Williams, man. He had some oh, great Oh, there's movies. some great ones with yeah. Robin Williams, dude. There you know, you Remember, got, he uh, was the genie in Aladdin. Right down here, you got, uh, you know, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. That's yeah, that's the one movie. I see. He was the genie in Aladdin, and he was, uh, yep. wasn't he? He was in a, uh, Man, he was another oh, voiceover. and speaking of, you know, you just mentioned Aladdin. You commented on the size of my movie collection in here. In my house, in my kids' room, I have a huge bookshelf completely full of the big plastic case Disney movies, VHS, you know, yeah. all the big, they're not all Disney, but the big plastic cases, you know. Those what's your favorite? What's your favorite Disney movie of that time? Like, oh man, dang! I, you know, I grew up on that era of uh, Disney. You know, I once saw a chart that like separated the Disney movies into eras. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, before. I haven't. No, no, I haven't. But I would like to uh, see it. No, yeah, I would no, enjoy yeah, to see it. Uh, Man, mine was know. the Lion King, dude. Uh, dude, the I, Lion King's a great one. Uh, but I also liked Robin Hood a lot in that time, and the Jungle Book was another one I watched um, quite a bit. You know, the other ones I never really got into, man. I never really got. Uh, I mean, I watched Aladdin a little bit. Pocahontas was great. I liked Pocahontas. Right. I watched that one a lot. But uh, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I remember, I liked Pocahontas. I liked the raccoon. You know, man. Yeah. It was like you know. Here's that, yeah, no. Uh, but The Lion King, man, I don't know why I like that movie so much. I was always super into that one. Now, The Renaissance, that's what it's called. The Disney Renaissance, basically everyone you just listed is on the Disney Renaissance. Uh, oh, and then some, probably. The 101 Dalmatians is probably on there. Well, no, 101 Fox. Dalmatians is old, man. You know, that's a, the, the Disney Renaissance. Here Fox you go. You can that. That's like uh, 89 to 99 or something like that is what it said. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Hercules, I never really saw. Yeah. Mulan, I saw probably at one point. Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, uh, Robin Hood is in the 70 to 88. Oh, okay, see, that's when I was born, 70 to 88. Yeah. The Aristocats, I watched oh, yeah, that growing up. classic. I watched Robin Hood, I watched Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Fox and the Hound, dude. Oh, that one dude. still Fox gets me. Fox and the Hound, God. come on, That's yeah. Funny, dude. For real. It's like, come on, guys. Can someone cancel that one? Damn, dude. Jeez, making For me real. cry. Uh, Peter Pan, see, that one's from uh, 50 to 67, 101 Dalmatians. Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book, I knew that one was an older one. Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. 
Dude, this is nuts, man. This is incredible. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 insane, man. That's really cool, dude. I like that a lot. I wish we yeah. could show. Maybe we can post that to Post our page it. sometime. You know, yeah, so we talked like about that, this. Right? Yeah, you can. Sure. Right. That's great. That's a cool chart. Um, yeah, I I I love that, man. I like those Disney movies. I grew up watching. I definitely. I mean, we were actually watching one time. You're over at my house. We were watching that that Robin Hood was on for our kids. You know that song, Robin Hood and Little John walking through the, the forest. forest. That was yeah, a, that's a good one. Yeah, that was a Roger Miller. Yeah. Yeah, Roger Miller that did that song for that movie, man. Huh. Roger Miller's like. The king of the road, I'm a man of means by no means. You know? uh, okay. Roger dude, Miller. Dude, I, I always knew I recognized yeah. that voice. That's Roger Miller. I always Miller, knew dude. I did, man. Yeah, that's, that's great. crazy. It is, man. I never I knew think that. that's great. Uh, but, man, The Sandlot, you know, I see uh, I see a lot of movies. But if I'm going to pick, I'll, I'll pick five out of your shelf right now. I'm going to pick five yeah. to end this, end this segment on that I would... If I was gonna watch, you know, I would I would line up the Lost oh. World, and then no particular order. Yeah. Uh, let's see the Lost World. Happy Gilmore, <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's two. Let's see Half Baked. Dang man, are those? That's two comedies. <laughs> I'll probably end up with all. Damn, maybe Armageddon. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I'll throw that one in there. Yeah, Yeah. I'll throw that one in there. And then uh, that's four, right? And then let's go with uh, Remember the Titans, man. Oh, man. Classic. Those are are the ones I'd go with, man. I like those. Nice. That's a good selection, man. Yeah, damn. Good selection. That's a great movie collection, dude. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, that's just the VHS, man. You ought to see. Like I said, I got the DVDs. They're alphabetized up in those boxes. I'm pretty sure... How many Matthew La- McConaughey movies do you have? <laughs> Who knows, man. A few? Oh, man, I don't even know all the movies I have, dude. Believe me. I don't even know what I have, man. I'm pretty sure last time I uh, counted titles, I, I had over a thousand titles last time I counted, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. you know, If you count all my kids' movies and stuff like that... Yeah, over a thousand titles, easy. Yeah, dude, who needs the freaking Robin Hood app uh, when you've got movies like that, bro? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, man. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, no, man. No, yeah. Thanks for for uh, showcasing the movie collection. Yeah, no, yeah. we'll no, we'll dive back in, man. Yeah. We should do more segments on that for right. real. I, I I love that, man. Even we could do some music too, man. Get yeah. get it, do us some segments about right. music. Listen to some music. Yeah. A lot I of bet cool you stuff. got a very impressive music collection. Yeah, I do. I definitely yeah. have a lot of uh, good independent artists. Well, the good thing about the music for me is that I've been able to a lot. I, I, real quick, I'll end on this. A yeah. lot of people have talked to me, uh, like I talked to them out, and they're like, "Man, in the '60s and '70s, the music was at its best," and right. that is true to an extent. Um, you know, it did reach a height there where it really, you, you know, you had all these great bands that were doing incredible things, but. It doesn't mean there's not incredible music out today just right. because there's not like new genres shaping out. The difference really has become is that back then the industry, you know, the radio stations really did, you know, it was, you had to work for it, but you could get independent people on the radio, you know, you could kind of, there was fewer people doing it. Right. It was, uh, the, the scene was a little different. You know, today it seems like that, you know, the consolidation of radio power the same artists are going to get played on every radio station throughout the state. You really have very few stations where you're going to get to be able to hear like local independent artists, and that's how right. those artists 
bud and become something bigger by getting airplay from their local stations. It's harder to find that today. They don't have DJs playing in radios as much. So it's not that the music doesn't exist. It's that you have to go shop for it and you really have to look for it. Right. But when you find some of these independent musicians, which I've been lucky enough to find through doing radio, is, uh, man, I mean, there are some really cool songs. And, you know, there's some really good albums, there's some really good artists, and then there's some really good songs. Right. You know, and every just about everybody that's made original music for an amount of time has at least one good song. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Some have a good album and some are just going to be legendary, like James Taylor. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Right. But, yeah, we'll talk about it all. But, yeah, we I like covering that, man. And, and that's great. And Matthew McConaughey, dude. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast the independent thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.